GameWorld.net exclusive interviews, Tori Higginson. Fans were, were actually getting a reintroduction to the character because Jessica Steen played the character in the, the two-part finale, Lost City. Uh, have you seen Lost City? Has, has that impacted your own performance of the character? I have seen Lost City, and that was interesting because I wasn't aware that it, the character would be introduced before I was cast. So I made my own choices for the audition process and through our, our meetings with the networks and meetings with Brad, and then I said yes and signed the contract, and then I came up here and I discovered that this character had already existed. So that was very intimidating because, and I spoke about, we had the conversation of should I see the episode because it might be, it might make me more self-conscious, it might make me change, change what instincts or what thoughts I've brought to the character. But obviously I wanted to see it because I wanted to have all the background I could on her. So I chose to watch it. And it did throw me a bit because she's a fantastic actress, she's lovely, she had lovely choices that weren't the same choices that I made. So I started second guessing myself a bit and thinking, oh, should I incorporate more of that? And so for a few days I was a bit wobbly trying to understand where I should sit with it and, and if I should bring in some of, of her flavors. And, and um, then speaking with you know, people in the show and everybody sort of said just you, all I can do is trust my own instincts I can't try to because that would never be natural for me if I was trying to follow somebody else but I did take into account what I loved what she did and what I love about Stargate is there's this wonderful sense of fun and this quirkiness and this and that sort of took the pressure off me to be try to be the strong leader and, and as a woman it's very difficult to play a leader because you're not usually given the same power naturally you have to fight harder for it and so it's easy to fall into a very stern leader but Dr. Weir doesn't come from that she doesn't come from a leader play so watching how Jessica played it allowed me it just reminded me oh I can be more I can use my naivety and I can use that for for fun instead of trying to be iron fist and which I'm not good at <laughs> I never do iron fist well <laughs> Are you anything like your character? Um, I think there's a an, an unease she has with being a leader, which I don't know if I have put in her <laughs> or if... I mean, I just took from her background because she's never been in a position of leader and she's always been in a position of sitting amongst a group of leaders and trying to get them to see each other. And, and, and I think there is an uncomfortableness she has with... And that I, I feel very comfortable with. I'm not very comfortable with being a leader. I'm not very comfortable with yeah, heading, heading a group or even speaking in public. I, I find it, there is some, some a line she had, which actually might have been cut in the Stargate series where she talks about not knowing how to give motivational speeches. She's just, she's, she's good one-on-one -on -one and she's uncomfortable in a group. And, um, yeah, that I think I, I might have brought to her or I recognized within her and I allowed my own side of that to come out. <laughs> have you had any conversations with the writers about where you would like to see the character go in the future? Um, I mean, we're all still, right now I feel, you know, I'm still learning so much and it's all so brand new and also we're all learning about each other's, each other's personalities. So and I'm, I'm probably somewhat intimidated and very respectful of the fact that they have done this for a long time and science fiction is new to me and also this character has lived with them at this point longer than she's lived with me so at this point I'm still trying to go to them and ask their insight about her and where, where they would like to be and we have had their amazing people I mean Brad and Robert and 
amazing, so warm and approachable, and I've done a few series in my life and never had the same sense of ease with the powers that be, so to speak. <laughs> the producers, I mean, Michael Greenberg, who sadly we don't have on this show, but is on Stargate. It, all these, these people are such creative and powerful people, and yet they treat you, and John Smith, they treat you like um, you're immediately invited into the family. So I think those are conversations that we will have in the future. And we've already had, you know, I've mentioned a few things, oh, this would be nice, or have, what about this? Just yesterday we talked about language, and I said, well, she, she was, supposedly she spoke a lot of languages in order to be a negotiator on an international front. So can we transfer some of that to where she is now? Can she be the one studying and transferring the ancients? languages and if new languages come up with different species or races that we meet can she be the one that that struggles to understand the culture and understand the language so we've had those conversations and and um yeah and they're just so open to and they're also honest i think at one point i said well maybe you know because you're all at one desert island item I said, well maybe hers is a patty smith record <laughs> and brad is going nah <laughs> no that's stupid <laughs> so they're very great they sort of listen we'll take what's good and they'll also there's no shame but saying that's never going to happen <laughs> try something else so how, yeah. how international is this team that, that she's leading to other galaxy well i mean that's a in theory, it's very international. She says at the end of, no, at the beginning of this series, I got the two shows confused now. She says um, the, the group represents over a dozen countries. But logistically, it's shot in English. It will be dubbed into others. So logistically, we deal, most of the main characters are portraying Americans. We have McKay, who's a Canadian. We have Groden, who's British. We had in the last episode, which actually was air as the third episode, we had a um, Czechoslovakian. So I think there'll be guest stars that come on that will represent different cultures and different nationalities. But they would like it to be as international as it can be, which is why she was placed in charge of this research team instead of an American military person because of her history with international negotiations. But yeah, logistically and American television viewing wise, it won't be played out as much as it is in theory yeah. happening. Well, as the base commander, are you going to get to, to go off world with the team a lot? Or are you kind I'm, of a sit at home given their mission? I'm not sure. I mean, there's lots of jokes about that, about um, just with hours of shooting, and, and you know that if you do all your studio stuff and, and you're the one not going on location, then you get two days off a week and, <laughs> and they're out in the rain somewhere. And I go, okay, see you guys, have a good time. Okay. And there's jokes about that. But ideally, for myself, my character, I would love to for her to go on some of the expeditions. I think it'd be important for her is, again, if there's going to be negotiations with other cultures, she's the one that that's her expertise, so hopefully she'll be the one that does go on those. But at this point, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like that. It seems it is because she's taken on this other role, which is to oversee all of it. She has to be at the home base to oversee all of it and to be in touch with what's happening on both worlds. Tell us about your fellow cast members. How are you enjoying working with us? Well, other than McKay, <laughs> oh, she's non-stop a handful. Um, I feel so lucky. I think I said to you earlier, it was really frightening coming up here. And they ask you to sign six years. I mean, which, you know, they could write you out after three months. I mean, it's a very, you don't know, if, but you are, you are committing to six years. So it's terrifying. You think, well, okay, I'm going to a city I've never lived in. I'm going to be surrounded by people that I have yet to meet. And what if I hate them all? What if none of us get on? What if... And it, I just feel really lucky. There is 
and it's a large ensemble cast. I mean, it's not, you know, it's Stargate is a bit smaller, a bit more. We've got six regulars that are on every week, plus a lot of other semi-regulars that are visiting. I mean, everybody is fantastic. There is such a, and again, I think that's John Smith and Brad. I think that, that comes down from the top. The people at the top set the tone for any show. And these guys have set a tone that anybody that comes on, if you have any attitude or ego, you're not going to last here. And we've got this benchmark st Stargate right beside us, which has proved that that's the only way to make a show work. And so it seems that if anybody did come in with a bit of weird attitude here, they would have lost it immediately. Do you think that the show could go for six years or eight years? You can't even say that. That's too frightening to say. You don't want to curse it. They say like saying, yeah, they say Macbeth backstage in a theater. You can't say it. I, I, hope, I, I hope we we have a fair run at it because it's only going to get better and you see that with start with any show it well, actually with any show a lot of shows get stale Stargate I think just got better and better and better and better and and I hope we're you know we're being created by the same people so I hope we, we get to go for a long time I really do GateWorld.net your complete guide to Stargate